teenagers. It's like you, everybody had that FOMO. Everybody was like, yo, did you hear? They don't want to miss out and blah, blah, blah. And I think as you get older and you get into your adulthood, you get into your groove, you get into mm-hmm. learning more about who you are and what you need mm-hmm. as an individual, then that gets eliminated. The FOMO gets dropped. But yes, there are some people as adults, they're still FOMOing out here. I don't even know if that's a word. I probably just made that. Yeah. Oh, hey, made that well, we're gonna put it. We're gonna put it in a dictionary today. Unfiltered lightning dictionary. They're oh, formoing yeah. out here. They're formoing out here. Welcome to the Unfiltered Liming Podcast. Join us as we reflect on our personal journeys and share our insights, experiences, and stories. From food to music, language to custom, we explore what it means to straddle two cultures and find a sense of belonging and both. Whether you're a first-generation Caribbean-American, a seasoned veteran, or simply curious about the rich tapestry of culture, that make up the Caribbean diaspora. This podcast is for you. We are your host, Bertie, the Hasten Sensation. Lisa, the Dominica Diva. No one's talking, so let's get unfiltered. What up, B? Yay! What up, L? What up, what up? Let's go. Hey, hey, everybody. What is happening, people? <laughs> we here. All right, we're, we're live. Here. Yes. All right. We in this episode, I know, right? So we are back. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about discovering your inner stillness in a chaotic world. Namaste. Oh, we're not done yet. We don't say that yet. Okay. All right. All right. Yes, yes, yes. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Again, this season, it's all about what's next. So one of the main things that, you know, um, realize and a lot of things coming at us is there's so much digital stuff coming our way. How do we detox from that? You know what I mean? Mm. That's a very valid question, right, Elle? Mm -hmm. So we wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, how to find that inner Inner self um, stillness and what works for us and what works for you. And then we're going to put a perspective, you know, Caribbean versus our American, which one of our, you know, culture helps us balance Mm -hmm. between this digital, Mm -hmm. you know, world. So one of the things, again, is digital digital detox. And what that means is sometimes we don't, I would speak for me, sometimes there's so much, like there's days I could spend two hours on Instagram, on whatever else, media outlet and things. And then there's days I'm like, I'm over it. I don't want to look at it, the news, whatever, whatever. So how do I detox from that? How do you balance the detox of the information? Because information is good, but a little bit too much of it, right, can be a little bit harmful because then you're letting that consume you and it becomes like the noise, right? And you're, that's all you want to hear. Like you don't feel like I feel like when you're just so sucked into it, sometimes it's hard to detach and break away from, you know what I mean? The regular things that you see and it's hard for you to balance because like I said, sometimes it's like, I'm like, oh, I'm only going to check and laugh these little things. And it's like, you look, it's like two hours later. Two hours later. Two hours. I I am not gonna lie. During our break, I I didn't even feel like looking at social media. I'll be honest with you. No. I was really? like, I, yeah, I didn't feel like it. 
I just didn't. I know our D lineman crew was probably wondering where we were, but the reality is we needed a break. Despite mm-hmm. everything else that was going on, I yeah. think we needed a break. And sometimes that digital detail, it's just, oh my God. Imagine if we had that growing up. I actually feel a little sorry for these kids that are growing up. Granted, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be way more advanced than we were at that age, right. at a younger right. age. Right. However, I just feel like the little things like going outside and play, going outside mm-hmm. with your friends and just being yeah. outside and just running around and burning that energy. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So you have to balance. And I think, like you said, you have to take regular breaks um, from realizing. And then the good thing about it is that I like is that your phone will let you know each week. Wait. How much your screen time has gone up, down, and keeps you. So I think that's another thing. I think, yeah, society has realized, like, oh, and it's giving you a little bit of of tools to help you recognize, like, okay, if this week your your screen time has gone up by four hours, then maybe, you know what I mean, you just look at it and say, okay, I spent this much time. And I think that's a tool to use to kind of, like, balance, right, Mm -hmm. And, and have that declutter and keep you, you know, and it's just 10 hours for whatever reason that you just, I just, yeah, detox digital stuff because then let your mind just have that stillness and that clarity that it needs because too much information, just like it's anything else. Good. Yes. It's not. Too much of anything and, and is not that, good. Yes. And how do you, how do you do that? L tell the people how they're able to, to do that. What to the digital detox? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, well, for me, what I like to do, like you mentioned, putting the phone down, just putting the phone down. Mm-hmm. But I think also, too, is going out for walks. I try to walk every mm-hmm. single day. And yes, I'll have my phone on me, but I will not be looking at the phone and walking because I just feel like mm-hmm. that's just defeating the purpose. You know what I mean? Right. Pay attention, be present, check your surroundings. You know what I mean? I, I just think you need that mental break. Mm-hmm. You, you need that mental and screen time break, which leads us into the next thing is setting boundaries. Because mm-hmm. that kind of ties into that, too, because you're actually mm-hmm. setting boundaries with yourself and social mm-hmm. media. But then also, too, how do you set boundaries in life? You know what I mean? Right. Explore the importance. Right. We need to explore the importance of doing that emotionally and mentally. Right. Mm-hmm. We also got to receive the clues if people mm-hmm. set boundaries for you. Mm-hmm. What is that they call it's a good one? What? Yeah. What? What is the, they got a word for that? I don't remember what it is, but it's like the you got to pay attention to the clues. Mm-hmm. People might not be direct and say, "Hey, I need to, you to set. I need to set some mm-hmm. boundaries. I need you to go take a seat." Or like we said in mm-hmm. other, you might get benched Bench. or whatever. But I just think that sometimes it's good to take a mental and emotional. And set boundaries for yourself and for other people, okay? And part of picking up on clues is that sometimes if people give you clues that they want a little mm-hmm. space, don't take it personal because a lot mm-hmm. of times everybody, we're all going through stuff and it right. actually might behoove you to take those mm-hmm. clues and maybe you need to do that for yourself as well. Right. Because, you know, right. and listen, <clears throat> something I learned in the pandemic also too is respecting boundaries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when people send you the boundaries clues 
We're going to leave that right there. I'm just saying. Like it. What? I absolutely agree. I absolutely yeah. agree that mm-hmm. you should set boundaries for yourself, mm-hmm. set boundaries for everything. But that goes back to giving yourself what is it that space to be able to be okay with setting boundaries. Cause I think a lot of times we feel guilty as people, mothers, you know, siblings or whatever in setting boundaries. Like I want time for myself. And sometimes like I, I know some people feel like, Oh, am I being selfish? You know what I mean? If I set those boundaries for myself. So sometimes it's hard, but at the same time, if you're not setting the boundaries for yourself, then you're no good to anybody because then you blow up, you get irritated, you get frustrated anyways. So Mm -hmm. the boundaries is there's healthy ways to set boundaries, I believe. And I'm still learning with certain things to set boundaries because I used to be like, and I would tell them myself, but my sometimes like I allow too many things sometimes to get in my space. And then when I'm overwhelmed, I just shut down. You know what I mean? And that's not always the healthier way mm-hmm. um, and setting boundaries. But I know like that's one thing like I want to give, you know, I want to make sure like people around me are good. But then at the same time, I don't know what it is, but I've always been like I could take or leave it. I could take being in the crowd. But then at the same time, I could go in a corner and sit by myself and be quite OK. And I realized that. I just have to have a balance and I have to communicate that to people Mm -hmm. a lot of Mm -hmm. times. So I've become better at, Hey, I need my space. You know, I'm still learning, but then telling people, because you have to give the clues and also receive the clues. But I think there's a healthy way to give the clues to certain people. Um, So that way it doesn't seem like, Oh, you know, well, what's going on and things like that. So I think when you're setting your boundaries, know who and how you set in the boundaries and also do it in a, in a space that's healthy for you. And some people are not going to respect your boundaries. No, they're not, but you got to set them. You have yes. to. Yeah. Cause we talk about that in our Caribbean. Like I think in a previous episode, we talked about like with our parents, you know, like I know I had to set boundaries with my mom with certain things and it wasn't easy and they're going to push those boundaries, but you have to be able to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. They're going to try it. They don't try it just like kids. Well, they don't try it. Yeah. <laughs> well, speak, well, speaking about that also too, um, it's funny how some people give you the clues, like they want boundaries and then you respect the boundaries mm-hmm. and then you go way, way back. Mm-hmm. And then when they need something, they're like, well, I don't understand why you mm-hmm. not. Nah, nah, <laughs> you, you gave me the boundaries. So now I'm respecting yeah. the boundaries. And now you over here like, well, I don't understand why you're not around or you're not doing this or you're not doing yes. that. Yo, you asked for the boundaries. So I'm respecting the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Did you not but realize? Your ba- yeah. But the thing is, your boundaries sometimes could change because just as we evolve as people, we talk about this all the time, right? We evolve. So if you set boundaries for certain people and for certain, because imagine like COVID, right? COVID mm-hmm. helped us see differently and you had new sets of boundaries. So I think like with, when you grow, you need to, not every boundary is going to be the same all the time. So the thing is, again, like Lisa was saying, if you said like, let's say you and I set a boundary for this particular season that I'm in, but then the next season I transition, right? Again, what's next? So we transition. There has to be some type of like, oh, this boundary may no longer fit the season that we're in, right? This stillness or whatever, what comes next. And I think a lot of times that's the whole basis of the season that we're doing is what's next. It's like, what 
like unfiltered liming was, it's moving to a new thing. So we have new sets of boundary, new sets of goal, new sets of what's coming up next. So I think your boundaries also should take that evolving period in my personal, uh, you know, yeah. discussion. So if you did set boundaries for certain people and you feel like, okay, we had a new season, because I think with friendships, your friendships sometimes go up and down, right? Or relationships go up and down with people. And then you're discovering yourself, you're evolving and the person is. So sometimes it's not anything personal, but there's just like that friction for a period of time. You set boundaries. And then once you evolve to a different stage, you could revisit like, okay, where we are as friends, where we are in our relationship and things like that. And if you could be like, okay, those boundaries actually no longer apply. So we're going to set new ones, right? Because that's what life is about. And then there's some boundaries. It's nailed to the coffin. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's nailed to the coffin. We ain't, we ain't going back. We are yeah, not, that is true. we're not collecting $200. I don't care how you feel for Ooh. my peace of mind. It's good because some people will manipulate your, Oh my God. Let's guilty. not, let's talk about it. Talk about let's it. Go ahead, Lee. Go ahead. Talk about it. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm just saying the, the manipulation of boundaries. That's a whole nother other thing, but uh, yeah, it's all right. I learned my feel lesson. Guilty. I'm getting, I'm good on it. You know, so let me ask you this, B. Where are you mm-hmm. now on the level of the nailing of the coffin and setting your boundaries? Is the nails all the way in or are they just at the tip? So every situation is different, but there are certain nails when it's deep down, you six feet underground. We n- I'm letting you know, because the thing about it is before I got to that point, there was several conversations right about that bounce there's been several like when i get to that nail in the coffin it should be no surprise if it's a surprise then it's your own damn fault it is not my fault because i've given you the clues and you ain't take the clues so once it's nailed for me it's done it's over because it no longer serves for and again you have to know yourself and again goes with this discovering your inner stillness of what works for you, what works for your yeah. energy and what, because some people, unfortunately they are who they are. People that tell you that, Oh, love me for who I am. And you got to be like, accept it for what it is. And you got to be like, okay, well this no longer serves me. So if you're not going to at least meet me halfway, then that means that no matter what happens in life, this person is already telling you, I am who I am. You got to make the choice to decide. You are who you are. Okay. Love you from a distance. But that that's a boundary. Like, because you can't change anybody. You can only change no, yourself. You, you can only, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? You, you have so to that adjust thing yourself. For me, you have to adjust yeah, yourself. So I think yeah. that's where sometimes a lot of times with our family, like I will use my Caribbean culture. They, sometimes we have a hard time because our family can make us feel guilty mm-hmm. for stepping away. You know what I'm saying? For certain boundaries like, oh, well, you know, we family and you should be able to accept whatever and you should be able to carry whatever. Let me tell y'all, no, I'm not that one. I'm not that family member. I'm not that one. If it does not serve my energy well, if it puts me in a mental space that is not positive for me, I'm going to let y'all know. Don't collect $200. Don't come to my door. Y'all going to get your feelings hurt. Don't come to B's door. Okay, so moving on. The other setting boundaries is setting limits for work related communications outside the office, creating designated space. So let's, let's talk about work. Do you set boundaries for work? Yes. Okay. I do. 
Because so, Lisa put you, you on the spot. I do. No, I, I do. I, you don't have to answer it. I'm just saying. I'm, I do, but I feel like I need to answer because I think we spend more time at work, and I think work sometimes those boundaries can be a little bit. So for me, I set boundaries because I give people three to six months to get to know who they are, right? And that's just me. It's nothing. It's just I feel like you never really know people, so that time frame gives me a a chance to know, okay, are you going to be fake as hell? Or are you really like the person you say that you are? Or what's your character? So for me, that's my boundary. Three to six months. Don't get your feelings hurt. It's not impersonal. And if you do it to me, I'm okay with that. But just because we work together doesn't mean I know you. So I'm not sharing a lot of stuff with you three to six months because I don't know if Mm -hmm. you're behind. You just gossiping. You don't really care about me. You just want to know about business. And then you sitting at the lunch table and you're just talking about all my damn business. So you're not praying for me. You're not caring. I'm just... I've had this happen. There's, I've seen this happen to people where they're like, they hang out with people and all this other stuff. And me, a bystander, I don't ask for the information and it's giving to me, but you're supposed yes. to be friends with this person. So yes. for me, that's my boundary. I'm going to give you three to six months, but don't get your feelings hurt because I'm not sharing a lot of stuff with you because I just don't trust. Again, that's me, unfiltered, the lightning crew. I'm just letting you know. It takes a lot to become in my circle. So I'm only sharing what I want you to know. Okay, fair enough. fair enough. I think for, about me, you? for me, setting bound work boundaries is um, I had to learn to do that because I find when you move up in leadership roles and if you work for a company that provides you a company phone, mm. they feel as though they have now access to you 24-7. Yes. Um, it was cute in the beginning. But no, we got to set boundaries because for mentally that serves me no good mm-hmm. because what I was finding, like I would go to sleep at night and it's like, I got to make sure the volume's up because I got to make sure if something happens or if mm-hmm. I got to make sure, and you're really not getting a sound sleep yeah. and now you're stressed out and just for what, and now you feel like you're like this ball and chain, mm-hmm. like, okay, what should I do? Should I go take a shower? But I might not because mm-hmm. the phone might ring. Yeah. Something might pop off and you always feel I can't take a vacation. Should I go on vacation? Something might pop off. Maybe I shouldn't take a vacation. Oh, should I go take some downtime to go hang out in the, I don't know, go hang out with some friends at the club? Well, maybe not because mm-hmm. something might pop off. So what that does at that point, that now, that lack of boundaries has mm-hmm. now emotionally and mentally, mm-hmm. I am now distraught. Right. Mm -hmm. So what now you have disrupted me mentally and emotionally Mm -hmm. and that does and there's no boundary set. So that does me no good. So moving forward, you're not you're not. Yeah. You're not able to be your best. No, not not your best and not yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But your best is yourself. So, yeah, you want to be able. But the other thing, too, with that, with work. When you are in leadership role, I always move. So again, I always move how my higher ups move. If my don't answer the phone, not answering the phone. Follow through what my my higher ups do. Here now, if they're not stressing themselves, I'm gonna do what I can do. But the extra, like sometimes, like these, where you get to the point, and we've all done it in our career because we want to show, like you know what I'm saying, we're dedicated and all of that. But I learned like. 
I'm going to be as dedicated to make sure that I'm healthy for myself because that's what they do. If they need to take a vacation, they'll go on vacation. If they need to do whatever you're higher up, look how they move. They ain't worrying about it because, again, they're trusting that they hired you to do the job that you're meant to do. So I'm going to sleep well because then if, if, if not, then you're the wrong person and we just need to get the right person. I should not feel that way. I've learned that. You hire the people, and if those, if if you if you feel that way, then that means that the wrong people are in in in, in the place that they need to be. Because I should be able to go to sleep at night and all this other stuff. And I learned that just from watching again higher ups. You know what I mean, like VPs and see how they move, and then asking them the questions and things like that. Because we all have been there, and that's what they say. They trust the people, and if they don't, that's why they. Well, I feel like those I feel like those that live in the Caribbean definitely set boundaries because they shut down at a certain time. They take their time to get whatever you need something. Irie. I'm the just best take- thing is yes, the best thing with Caribbean people and I would say Caribbean people, Latin people, just any culture, they work and they save their vacation. Cause summertime mm-hmm. or whatever time they tell their bosses, I'm taking a month. There's no question that they nope. are going to whatever. I, I know you, in the Caribbean, you ain't never during, lie. The ho- you girl, ain't never lie. during the holiday, like for Haitians, summertime or doing Carnival time or Christmas time, because it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. They go and they will spend a month. They work their little bones. They lure their fingers to the bone. And then when they got those two weeks for whatever amount of time that they saved up, mm-hmm. please, please tell them they can't go. And see how fast they're gonna leave that job and go somewhere else. Exactly. Tell a Caribbean or Latin yes. person they done work yes. this month. They can't take their month to go back to there. And again, it goes back to they're setting boundaries for themselves, but they, they also are. are giving themselves that inner stillness because it's their time to refresh and to reconnect. So it helps them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So yeah. moving on. Mm. Yes. And then so and that. You're simplifying, right? Yeah. And you're decluttering, right? Mm-hmm. So in a way, when you when you do set the boundaries, when you do um, detox, mm-hmm. then you need to simplify it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You need yeah. to um, not only like talk about it, but physically. I think I think sometimes, like Lisa is saying, taking the walks, right, for your physical and not only your mental, but your physical also plays a part in it. Mm-hmm. So. Like the tips like you were saying, taking walks. That's another one. Like exercising. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's taking the time to exercise. And especially like at work. I feel like certain places that I work, I love them better than most because sometimes we can feel tied to our desk. So for work, take get up and take walks. If you're able to have a stand-up desk for your physical well-being, do that. Like that's simple. Those are simple little things that you could do to kind of like detox from all that. And then, you know what I mean? And standing up is good for you because if you don't, you're sitting all day in a chair, your your health, your physical is being, you know, affected by that. So I would say, yeah, if you're able to five minutes, look. I don't smoke, but I, but I, I, I take I smokers, smokers break. Listen, listen, I, that shit I will never understand. Do you ever notice smokers? They will always take their smokers break. But the ones that don't smoke will be chained to the desk the whole entire day. Nobody says anything to the smokers. No. And nobody says anything to the person that's chained at the desk. They're not like, hey, you need to take a walk. And they don't say to the smokers, hey, you need to stop smoking. 
You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's why I be telling people. They be like, oh, I'm like, I'm a smoker. I'm not a smoker, but I be taking it because, because they be going out there. You know how on your watch it tells you it's time to stand up? Mm-hmm. They probably on their watch says time to smoke a cigarette. Every hour, two hours, the number of times that they go, they probably work like an eight hour shift. I feel like they work six or five hours. Yeah, four or five yeah. hours. Yeah. And then they be so for me, like when I need to take my walk, I take my walk, walk because at the end of the day, for your peace of mind. But the good thing too for work simplifying, simplifying. I, like I like how ever since COVID happened, a lot of corporations have instituted mental day. And I know yes, that there's people they that have. have used that. You understand what I mean? Yes, like they as have. a as a mm-hmm. um, and I guess again, those are also tips and tools that corporations have learned mm-hmm. and have adapted to. So for me and other individuals, like if you wake up and you are like in a space where you can't go to work or you need, you're at work and it's not, you know, you're not, you could tell your bosses, they should not tell you, you can't take it. You can say you need a mental day. I've seen people use it. And yeah. you know, there's times when I wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm sick or whatever the reason is. And you just need a day to recuperate or from whatever. It doesn't have to be work related. It could just be stuff that is going on with yourself, you know, personal stuff and stuff like that and you can't deal with all the things that's coming at work mm-hmm. take a mental day yeah. take that they like they that's what you know what i mean like not all organizations in- recognize that but majority they're getting better mm-hmm. at it. um yeah so oh you could just tell the them case, look at here no, let me PTO. not say that on camera no take a PTO. <laughs> i was gonna say be like yo if y'all don't give me this mental day no, nah, don't say that. Don't just stop right there. We before we get kicked off of here before we even start. I know. Let's not say but that. But yes, for organizations but, that don't recognize that, that's but then take a PTO. Just take a PTO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have it, because some people, if you're just starting out. But the other thing too is Caribbean folks don't do that. They don't. I no. don't believe that they. they go through a lot yeah they go through a lot but i don't think that they simplify or declutter i think they prioritize and Mm -hmm. what did they call it um when you're compartmentalized oh carp oh shoot you just messed me up you messed me up whatever y'all know what i know you don't compartmentalize yes there you go Mm -hmm. somebody put the the right thing put the right word y'all know not sensitive to this stuff. So y'all, y'all help me, help me speak good English for y'all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think they're able to put those little things, those filing, right? They file like, okay, their emotions, they file it to get the work done. And I don't think mentally, like they really tap into it. So if they're having a, a moment, mm-hmm. I don't think that they focus on it. I think they just, oh, I need to get this done because I need to pay my bills. So I have families mm-hmm. counting on me or things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the ways that they just, you know, and they're physical people too. So they are very active physical people. Yes. I don't know physical in the sense of they work, but I don't know if they take the time to actually like maybe take walks and things like that. I know on the island, I they see do. a lot of Asians when they get to retirement age, they don't hesitate. They get their walks in. Indians too. Indians. Oh, I've yes, seen yes, a yes, lot. That's true. I do see a lot. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, that is very. Yeah. True. On the yeah, island, but, though, I know like island people, they they make it a point during summertime, the beaches, they're at the mm-hmm. beach. That's one activity that I know that they do. 
But in the island, I feel like it's different because they walk more, right? Mm-hmm. I feel they like they're everywhere. a lot more. Yeah, they're a lot more, unless they have to go long distance, but they mm-hmm. walk a little bit more. So maybe that's why it's different that they're able to walk and be out in the sun and enjoy like the nature of being on an island. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where in, in, in the States, I feel like it's different. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing too, when you're walking, you're seeing a lot of your family members. So you're having conversation, you're mm-hmm. smiling, you're laughing, you're joking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. and I would say coming, yeah, coming to the States is different because mm-hmm. you're just all about work, work, work. Yeah. So that is maybe, true. so we just got to find, work, you know, work, work. Yeah, we mm. got to find a way to simplify it for ourselves, I guess. Yeah, and deep yeah. But also, yes. too, um, the next thing is mindful mindful consumption, right? Mm. We also have to be mindful of mm-hmm. the excessive. I mean, we also touched on, you know, stopping. We touched on having too much social media, but we also mm-hmm. have to be mindful on what we consume into our mental, mm-hmm. right? It, yeah. We have to take responsibility and to mm-hmm. do our best with consuming positive reinforcement, mm-hmm. things that we can learn, learn something new, a new skill or, mm-hmm. you know, a new trade. Um, something that, you know, educate yourself, mm-hmm. those things you have to be mindful about mindful consumption, right? Mm-hmm. What you're consuming right. in your brain, mm-hmm. you know, and then just try to do things that, um, listen to things that nurture your soul, mm-hmm. you know, make you happy, ma- yeah. make you feel at peace. Right. Yeah. Um, for example, yeah, for example, what I like to do a lot of times before I go to bed is it's on YouTube, but I'm not, I don't have to look at it. Um, I'll turn YouTube on and I listen to um, sound baths, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes that relaxing, it allows you mm-hmm. just to relax at night before you go to sleep. So you're not going to sleep with a lot of things on your mind. Mm-hmm. And also to just the sounds and no words, you know, mm-hmm. that's also healthy for you too. Because mm-hmm. I actually, let me tell you something. So what's that TV show, um, the crime show, um not law and order. It's not law and order. order. Oh, that is law and order. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, S- SVU unit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. And stuff like that. Yes. And yes. I, those criminal shows, I used to love to watch that and watch it before mm-hmm. I go to bed. Right. And then oh, no. watch, girl, <laughs> I was that person that would fall asleep to that. Right. And then, yeah. And I always found out the next morning I would wake up disgruntled or mm-hmm. either disgruntled or irritated. Mm-hmm or just mm-hmm. angry at the world. And I was like, wait a minute. One day I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. We're going to try something for a week. I am not going to watch this for a whole mm-hmm. week. And I found that I woke up more peaceful. So that's how I mm-hmm. learned, you know, and, and again, everything is trial and error. We all got to find out what works mm-hmm. for us and you have to find out what works for you. So mm-hmm. I found that that did not, as much as I love the show, you know what I mean? Catching the criminals, but that does not serve me going to sleep. because I'm running in my sleep and trying to c- catch criminals in my sleep. Okay. So we had to switch to the sound bath, which is, you know, mm-hmm. relaxing tones, namaste. And yeah, so that's what I do. That's what helps me. And that's an yeah. example of mindful consumption. Yeah. I Maybe, agree. Do you yeah. have any, uh, 
mindful consumption you like to share with the people? It's like, I agree completely. And I have to second what Lisa just said, because I used to have somebody, we used to live together, a past ex, and he used to love somebody. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I used to have a person or somebody. Um, They used to like watching the news before we went to bed. Can't do that. And sorry, let me say this. I'm not saying don't watch the news, but if you already watch the six o'clock news, we don't need to be watching it at 11 o'clock before we go to bed because it's the same, it's the same shenanigan. Somebody killing somebody, somebody robbing somebody. Politics. What else? Sometimes they have some good news, but most of the time it's the same stuff. So for but me, I didn't understand. the 11 o'clock the same as the six o'clock and the eight o'clock? That's what I said. Oh, so okay. if you watch that six, there's no need for us to watch it at 11. That's my whole point. Like, they ain't changing much. Nothing is changing. Unless something drastic is happening, it's not changing much. So I can understand. You can watch it at 6 o'clock. Before we go to bed, why? So, and then, so that used to be, like, a thing. Because for me, I like it to be very positive. So I agree with you. Like, it does play, it does affect your psyche subconsciously that you don't realize whatever you watch is what keeps playing over in your mind so if you constantly watching like people murdering and stuff like that then you're thinking like any little noise you understand what i mean like you're waking up and then things like that but then everybody's different because like for me i am very mindful of the consumption of what i watch there's certain scary stuff i only watch during the day but then my child he's like mom that doesn't do nothing for me and he doesn't so everybody has their tolerance level right like you said so for me there's certain things that i'm like i'm not watching this past this time because Mm -hmm. he's like you're crazy i like to watch either happy things or things where i know it's shenanigans it's not like comedy i like comedy movies or comedy shows if it's a late night before i go to bed it's gotta be it's gotta yeah, be light. So I, be light. I am completely mindful of certain, um, certain um, things that I do watch. I, I am very mindful of that, and also I think um, a mindful consumption. Also, as a parent, too, sometimes you're mindful because if you have kids, they're different age groups, so you also have to be mindful of what you're sharing with your kids. So that's another thing too, your responsibility of, okay, what am I watching? It might not be age appropriate for your child, right? Because then you're not only being mindful for yourself, you're being mindful for, you know, the people and the human beings that you're raising. And, you know, and also it helps in the information, like Lisa said, that you're giving to your household. Like, I like my household to be very peaceful, very zen. If you come into my household with shenanigans, the door will not be open because I don't have time for it. Well, well, what about... Some people like the drama. They like the. So that's oh the mindful God. consumption. Yes. That's, that's yeah. being mindful of the consumption of I the can't. people, also. Yep. It's not only like the Jesus, but it's also the people. So if there are certain people that I know you're going to bring drama to my household, you're not coming because I'm being mindful of the company that I keep. I'm being mindful of that consumption of my energy. So, so I might love you. I may hang out with you, but you know, there's just certain things. So I think consumption overall, you got to think about overall the people, the digital stuff, you know what I mean? What you're consuming, the healthy, you know, the physical, you know what I mean? All of that, I think 
You gotta be. You so, gotta. You gotta. You have to be mindful over it. So you know what I mean. And then, do you think it's because people, Lisa, have a fear of overcoming the fear of missing out? Could it be um, what that is? FOMO. Is that what they call it? FOMO. Yeah, I was fear about to say though, you probably saging people when you they leave the house. B's gonna sage the house after you leave. But anyway, getting back to this FOMO. Yes. Holy water. People, hey. What? What'd you say? Holy water. I'm sorry. I don't do that, folks. I don't do that because you're not welcome. I'm not opening the door. So I don't need to do that. Okay. So, yes, there's a lot of people that have FOMO. A lot. And you know, you know what I'm going to say? Oh, I experience it almost every day right now. Okay. Uh, I was going to say that I think it's also something that as people mature, Mm-hmm. they realize that they are not, you know, they don't need FOMO, mm-hmm. that they're just okay with themselves. But there's a lot of people who are not okay with themselves. Cause I was going to say that mm-hmm. I feel like when we were younger, maybe even teenagers, it's like you, mm-hmm. everybody had that FOMO. Everybody was like, yo, mm-hmm. did you hear? They don't want to miss out and blah, blah, blah. And I think as you get older and you get into your adulthood, you get into your groove, you get into mm-hmm. learning more about who you are and what you mm-hmm. need as an individual, then that gets eliminated. The FOMO gets dropped. But yes, there are some people as adults, they're still FOMOing out here. I don't even know if that's a word. I probably just made that. Yeah. Oh, hey, made that well, we're going to put it, we're going to put it in a dictionary today. Unfiltered Lightning Dictionary. They're oh, FOMOing yeah. out here. They're here FOMOing out here. Uh, so oh. <laughs> oh, there you go. God. Hey, don't nobody be going and stealing our idea. Unfiltered Lightning yes. Dictionary. Because we're going to give you the Caribbean and the American um, definition of stuff. Yep. <laughs> so we got the, the, the vantage point. Yeah. yeah. But I agree with you. I agree to some degree. Yes. I don't know if when I was younger, I had that fear. Because again... The first decade of my life, I was in the Caribbean. There was always people around. There was always, you understand what I mean? So for me, I did not have the fear of missing out. I had the fear of too much. Yeah, like, I, I'm agree with you with that one. I'm agree with like, you. Like, leave me alone. Always going on. That's yeah. anything, you know. Family you know. was always, like, people were always Affect. coming over. You yes. never had time for yourself. So, you always nope. doing something in the Caribbean. Nope. Like, so I didn't have a fear, whether I liked it or not. There was always something going. You were always part of some type of the adults were over there. The kids were over there. So I never felt. And maybe that mentality when I came over here was, you know, if it didn't involve me, I'm good. If it did, it did. If it didn't, you know, I could take it or leave it. But I do understand what you're saying. Like, and then some people I feel like, again, because we're talking about information, I feel like the fear is missing out on the information some people just want the information for no damn reason they just want to know the information so then when they're talking like me and lisa could be talking and let's say there's a a group and we're talking and they get the information then they'll go to this other group and be like oh my gosh i got information it's like the news cycle like information is what sells nowadays so i feel like people just want information but it's not really that they need it it's just Mm -hmm. they feel like that makes them who they are. Cause I experienced that. And I'll give you an example and I won't say names, but I mean, it is what it is. I feel like there's certain workplaces that I've gone that I feel people have insecurities, right? 
So in order for them to not be insecure, then they want to feel like they have as much information about things going on to make it seem like, oh, that's who they are, right? But it's a form, I feel like I'm finding out, it's a form of insecurities within themselves. Because the minute you stop giving them information, then they don't know what to do. They're like scatterbrained. They're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? They make you feel like you out of place because you're not giving them information. Like they live for this information. And like Lisa said, but they don't know how to be, they don't know who they are without information. I was like, what do you, because the thing about it is, it's different if you're a therapist, right? Or you're a teacher, you're giving important information and your information is helping people, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's a, a different kind of missing out, but if you're only trying to have this fear of missing out because you're insecure about yourself or because you're restless that you can't be by yourself, I think it's a wrong kind of fear. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, but if like, Mm -hmm. let's say I feel like, let's say I'm going to use this example, soldiers, right? They're used to being with their family, but now they're away. They have a fear of missing out. That's a legitimate feel because they can't be, with their family or they can't see their children that's legit. grow up. That's, that's legit. That's legit. You understand that's what I'm legit. saying? But if you're just having a fear of missing out um, just because you can't be connected to yourself or engage with mm-hmm. yourself, I think that's a different one. But I think that's Caribbean different. folks, yeah, I think that's more the American culture. Yeah. I said that quietly. Sorry. Yes. That has that fear because I feel like in the Caribbean, there's so much going on. There's so much people around. There's so many. I don't think... To me, I personally don't, I don't think that they have a fear of missing out. I think they have more of a fear like, yo. So what is that called? I don't know. If they don't have a fear of missing out, that's called JOMO. Yes. Talk about JOMO, Lisa. I do. I think so. JOMO is embracing the joy of missing out. There you go. That's JOMO. Yes. New word for y'all. Write it down. Jomo, embracing the joy of missing out. Listen, yes. I'm at a point in my life, I don't mind missing out. I'm actually yes. purposely trying to miss out on certain things on purpose. Yes. So if you don't see me, you don't grateful. hear from me, I'm Jomoing. Yeah. Jomoing, that's another word, folks. Unfiltered dictionary. We are giving you new words all day, every day. Back next week with some more unfiltered lightning dictionary words. Yes, exactly. But yeah, so I that agree. leads us. That leads us into the next thing: creating a culture of silence. Do you think that we mm. could actually create a culture of silence? Do you think people really can sit in their silence? And what's the significance of that? Right. First of all, I don't think. I think there's a lot of people. Well, it ties back to what I'll you just said. Okay. Listen, we're going to keep this short and sweet. I know it just ties back into everything that we just, just discussed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people cannot sit in silence. They can't mm-hmm. sit in silence because they're insecure. They have FOMO, right? Mm-hmm. They, um, mm-hmm. social media constantly mm-hmm. being in the know. So, mm-hmm. Those are those that cannot sit in the silence. Um, I think it's healthy, though, to at least take 10 minutes a day. If you can, yeah. at least start mm-hmm. off with 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Listen, some people, I feel like uh, the monks, they have mastered the art mm-hmm. of silence because they can do it all day long. So for us out here, the Caribbeans and Americans, listen, let's try 
to create the culture of silence, whether that's 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, let's get back to us, get back to you. Mm-hmm. Cause the significance of it is going to be beneficial to your mental and emotional mm-hmm. health. And especially coming out of COVID and I know my brother called it the COVID hangover is that mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't do well because the silence, they couldn't take the mm-hmm. silence. So now mm-hmm. that we have experienced the silence, mm-hmm. um, that was not in our control. It was forced silence, right? Mm-hmm. And now everyone is, the world's back open. Everyone's back out and enjoying life. Now let's mm-hmm. find a way to balance that. Because if you find a way to balance that, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people mentally and emotionally would be healthier, mm-hmm. you know? And it also too will create um, creativity, mm-hmm. which is actually nurturing to the soul as well. It will promote well-being. You know, mm-hmm. and it also too will get by being silent for a minute too. I think also we'll be better communicators. And I think mm-hmm. also being a better communicator is we need to stop and listen to what someone's saying in order to receive that. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm done preaching for today. I, I just I was I, today was a good day. I'm done preaching for today. Yes, That's my but I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Like sitting inside, but again, it goes back to everything that ties in as to what you said. A lot of times where. People don't want to sit in that silence because they don't want to deal with what they've had to deal with, right? Because when you deal with that, like you said, you're promoting well-being for yourself. And I Mm -hmm. do understand that not everybody wants to deal. Because the thing about it, to be able to sit there, there are going to be shits that come out that you thought you got over with, right? There's traumas, there's whatever shits trauma whatever it is yeah there's stuff that's going to come out in the silence and i think that's why people are afraid of the silence Mm -hmm. they're afraid to be able to have to deal and to come on the other side because the silence helps you see clarity it helps you listen and tune in it helps you there's a lot of things that you recognize about yourself it helps you become accountable to yourself Mm -hmm. accountable to yourself, if y'all didn't hear me the first time, accountable to yourself. Listen, accountability uh-huh. is a whole nother episode. We're not going to get into that right now because you know I'm hot. But girl, I'm, I'm but that's hot that, with that shit. Girl, but fun. that, that silence on. helps you. It helps you break down like the things about, because the thing about it is, let's be honest. A lot of times people want to look outwardly, right? And Mm -hmm. and put everything on everybody else, right? That's why they're like, they stay behind these walls. But the silence, like Lisa said, it helps you become a better communicator for yourself, a better advocate for yourself, a better person to be able to set those boundaries for yourself, a better person to be able to declutter and simplify what works for you, a better, you're better able to recognize like, Hey, I've been, I've been on, I need to detox, um, you know, because I spend so much time. So that silence again, overall helps you. Oh, I need to take a walk. Right. Because the silence will tune you back into yourself that you'll be able to recognize, Oh, my world is a little, I'm spinning out. So there's a lot of things going on. Okay, let me silence. And like Lisa said, it doesn't take long. Five minutes, first thing when you wake up out the bed, just stay in the bed for five minutes and silence your mind. Or throughout the day, like Lisa said, five minutes, you take a walk, don't be on your phone, don't look at social media. It really doesn't take that much. And then as mm-hmm. you progress, you'll be able to add um, mm-hmm. the minutes. And Lisa, mm-hmm. you made a very good point because I'm going to give you a tip 
or tool that I learned or read that helped me become a little bit more mindful of that mm-hmm. silence. It's mm-hmm. the, and I know a lot of people know about this, but it's the Lama, Dalai Lama, Dalai Lama. Little Book of Buddhism. Oh. Right? So this book, actually, I found this book, if y'all can see it. Can see it, yeah. Boop, 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 boop. So this book, actually, I read it a while ago. And of course, everybody knows the Dalai Lama, his wisdom and all this other stuff. But when you read it again, disclaimer, I'm not promoting Buddhism. I'm not promoting nothing that, look, look at here now. We're not talking about religion. We're not talking about, I'm just, I use resources from all walks, all tools, because at the end of the day, you need to be able to be open Mm-hmm. to what's out there right so this book the reason why i'm bringing it up is because this book helps you recognize things about yourself and be able to silence yourself because they gives you practices and you could follow him on you know he has a lot of great teaching but that's what they're all about the monks or or infamous for silencing and decluttering and detoxing ourselves of all the outside mm-hmm. clutter digital and all that to be able to to sit in nature you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i i would recommend again going on youtube listening mm-hmm. to a few of his stuff if it works for you it works for you mm-hmm. if it doesn't it doesn't if you want to go ahead and pick up this book mm-hmm. go ahead and do that but that's my tip all right that i would say find find something that you could read something that will help you silence mm-hmm and practicing you know what i mean the how to silence because it, it is hard to do until you get into the practice of doing it so nice what's your tip and tool lisa uh you, you just mentioned it, it. hello <laughs> you said <laughs> taking that 10 minute walk without your phone being on and while you're on that walk walk focusing on your breathing so that is my tip for today as we're discovering the inner stillness in this chaotic world so Anyway, D. Lyman crew, thank you for joining us for another episode. Stay tuned for our next episode. In the meantime, B's going to go ahead and point to where the uh, subscribe and listen button is. Yeah, we're going to be a while. It's going to be a while. Yes. All right, D. Lyman crew. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Unfiltered Liming Podcast. We hope you enjoy the conversation and gain some valuable insight. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you can catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh, exciting content. And if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or a story you'd like us to share, please reach out to us. Join us again next Thursday for another unfiltered conversation about the rich diversity and complexity of the Caribbean American experience. Until then, keep exploring, keep learning, and keep celebrating the unique cultural heritage that make us who we are. Unfiltered Liming is edited and produced by Unfiltered Liming.